Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. If this is your first time here, I'm very grateful to have you. My name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian, and I am the host of this podcast, which I created because I wanted to be able to discuss things that were going on in the media, wellness, nutrition, fitness, and more from a different perspective than what you typically encounter. Most of the time, diet culture is very pervasive in the media, in what people believe, because it's just kind of the norm. And I'm a big proponent of the non-diet perspective, at least providing it so that you have some different ideas to implement into your thought processes and viewpoints, and then consequently make decisions that align with what feels best for you, whatever those may be. I'm a big believer. I think I just said that already, so now I'm repeating myself, but I just really always want you to be able to decide what works best for you, not have me tell you what's supposed to work best for you, because I just don't think anybody should be telling you exactly what you should be doing. That's such a big theme right now online. It's all these people that act as if they're experts, and sometimes they're not even experts, actually a lot of the time, saying, you need to do this, you shouldn't do that, you have to do this. And it just gets so old because I truly believe that the role of any healthcare provider is to guide you in getting in touch with your own intuition and then trusting that so that you can make decisions that feel best for you now and forever. But let's not go down a whole rabbit hole of my beliefs on health practitioners because that can be its own episode in and of itself. Today, I am talking about some recent trends and ideas that I've been seeing thrown around online, specifically around women's bodies or aesthetics. And I'll be honest, I am kind of recording this off the cuff. After the Grammys, after some recent TikTok trends and aesthetic changes that I've been seeing, Because I just think we really need to have this discussion, especially since we're in the new year, right at the beginning. And I feel like at this time of year, we're all very motivated to accomplish things and to kind of reform ourselves. And it's a time that I feel we can all be very vulnerable to outside influences and allow them to accidentally change our actions even when it's not beneficial to us so first let's set the scene the beginning of this year i made a prediction that we were going to be returning back to the time period around 2005 to 2015 and boy oh boy has that been coming into fruition the mob wife aesthetic, people pushing back from the clean girl, more 90s look and going more into this, what people will say is kind of like grungy or messy. And this has showed up in makeup, in clothes, in haircuts, in hairstyles, and the type of bodies that are trending, which I just cannot stand that I would even say that bodies are trending, but that's just a reality. That doesn't mean we need to go for the trend. But when things trend in our society, the trends are very all-encompassing. 
And so I've watched these things initially play out, but then in recent weeks, I've also seen the ways that people are kind of grabbing on to those things and then adopting them or judging themselves for not having them. So if you remember back to the early to mid 2000s, well, I guess that's not really mid 2000s, is it? We're not even to the mid 2000s. I guess what I should say is early 2000s to the 2010s, 15s, something that was huge was Tumblr. If you're my age, Tumblr was probably something that was the bane of your existence, potentially even something that started your struggles with food and body image. And there was sections on Tumblr that were basically just ED central. A lot of really toxic quotes, toxic images, and a big obsession during that time was the thigh gap as well as leggings, because this was when Victoria's Secret was really big. And the Victoria's Secret leggings, you guys will know the ones, again, if you're my age or a little older, that you folded over and they had the pink on the background, on the back, or they would say something. And usually they were boot cut leggings. Later, they moved into the skinny leggings and you put your Ugg boots over them. I'm painting the whole picture for you guys if you weren't there. And I remember so specifically the conversation around thigh gaps and legging legs, even though it wasn't called that at the time. I remember guys at that time that would even say things like that. There was a time where I had someone comment about how I didn't have that and what do I think about it and ridiculous stuff. And I know and distinctly remember just things that me and my friends would do to check this for ourselves. And I won't go into the specifics because I feel like it's unnecessary and could be triggering, but it was a big piece of the body trend back in that time. So then a couple of weeks ago, when I saw this leggings leg trend, I was unfortunately not surprised because it's coinciding with all the things I've mentioned thus far in terms of the trends of this point of time that we've returned to. But it makes me so sad to see because then I go onto TikTok and I see all these videos of seeing girls with the perfect legging legging legs, looking at my legs and seeing that they're not legging legs, wanting to know what are legging legs. It just, it goes on and on. And a lot of these women that I'm seeing that are sharing this are very young, just as I was, you know, in middle school or in high school. And it's so much harder to stop this information when it's being distributed all over social media. I mean, don't get me wrong. It still sucked that it was in my high school, but we didn't have Instagram and TikTok in the same way. I mean, we didn't have TikTok at all, but even Instagram, it was where basically where you took a picture of a freaking coffee that you got and then put a Valencia fi- like filter on it and you posted it on your page. Like it was not the same thing. So I just feel like it's so much more pervasive now. And also we have so much more access to people and seeing these people and comparing ourselves to people, especially other women. And 
that is bringing up really unrealistic standards because a lot of women I see online are kind of taking these idealistic pieces of all these different people online and comparing themselves to them and then convincing themselves that they are not good enough, that they are not beautiful, that they need to change themselves. And then oftentimes asking for workout routines, what I eat in a days, and doing really unrealistic things to try to achieve this. Now to go along with this, last week or maybe when, yeah, last week, was the Grammys. And there's so much we could talk about that went on at the Grammys, huh? We won't do that. What we will talk about is what came out of the Grammys in terms of women's bodies and body standards, which was related to Miley Cyrus. So if you watched the Grammys, you would have seen that Miley Cyrus actually won a Grammy, her first ever. Then she performed her song Flowers, which was what she won the Grammy for, and then also is related to quite an emotional taxing experience for her in her life. And it was the first time she really performed it live. She crushed it. And then won another Grammy. And yet when I went online, including on TikTok, but also on Instagram, I saw so many people and even large quote-unquote outlets on these social media platforms talking about Miley Cyrus's body, Miley Cyrus's arms, how she got her arms, how she has Pilates arms, what her workout routine is, what she eats, how good she looked, how small she looked. It was so exhausting. And I'm not saying pointing out that she looked freaking amazing with her dress that she wore and the hair that she had. I mean, she did look amazing in terms of the look that she put together for the Grammys, but that's not what people were discussing. They were discussing her body. And not only were they discussing it, it was what they were highlighting. And I made an Instagram, actually, as of the day I'm recording this, specifically on this topic, just sharing about how tiring it is to see people, but even other women, boiling down Miley's accomplishments to her body. And even if they're not boiling down her accomplishments to that, they're allowing her body and how she looks to overshadow the accomplishments she has, which in turn continues to have our society focus on the way that someone looks rather than who they are and what they do and the things that they're the most proud of themselves for as well. From the interview that she did before that performance that they played on the Grammy, she talked about how she was doing this performance for her, how she was doing it for her idols and just to be proud of herself in that she's not commenting on how she wants people to notice her body. She's wanting people to notice her, notice what she's overcome, notice what she's done. And when even on the biggest stage for an artist, we find ourselves gravitating towards how they look as an accomplishment 
versus the fact that they've done something that they've likely always dreamed of doing, I just start to feel honestly existential, but that may be too much for this podcast (laughs) because I just am so tired of women always having such a focus on how they look. It's not as if when the male artists go up, we're talking about their body in the same way. Did anyone comment on Travis Scott's arms or whatever? I don't know. I'm trying to think of their other male performances. They're, of course, escaping me at this moment. It just... It's just kind of frustrating to to see. And these two experiences, the legging legs and Miley Cyrus arms, were some that stood out to me. But they were also just compounding upon the fact that I've already seen such an obsession with aesthetics within the new year. And to set the stage for this conversation, I want to talk about where we've been at with the obsession over women's bodies in recent years, because there have been some shifts. You know, women's bodies for all all of time have really been a big focus, and there is always a new trend. And we can see that if you look over time at all of the different ways that women's bodies have been and what the standard has been, you can see that there are tons of shifts. One of the most notable times for this was actually the flapper era. And although I'm not an expert on this, there was this specific documentation of how the flapper era and this obsession with a smaller, leaner body that women previously had not been trying to achieve coincided with the movement of women's rights, of women achieving more rights than they ever had. And there is a correlation between how when there is more of a focus on women trying to achieve this certain type of body that is often less achievable, they then have less energy and time to focus on more important things that truly bring them fulfillment and joy and purpose. And that's very clearly shown in this era like the flapper era that I'm discussing. You know, make a smaller body trend the theme, have more women trying to achieve that to fit it, and have more distraction from the bigger purpose, which is women's rights. Interestingly enough, we also saw a resurgence of this when everything was going on with abortion rights. And at the same time, there was a lot of conversation on the heroin chic type of body. And you can take those as just circumstantial and random, or you can take them as trends. And I'll leave that up to you as to how you want to view it. But we can all agree, I believe, on the fact that if we have some type of very strong, pervasive, intense body trend or wellness trend that we're seeing everywhere that it feels like everybody is trying to do or achieve, it can be distracting. In my program, Live Unrestricted, and in my own journey, I have discussed frequently how one of the things that is the hardest is that obsession 
with all of these other things in your life that actually drain you of energy. So for me, it was how much I had to exercise, how I looked, what my weight was, how strong I was, what foods I was eating. And the amount of energy that that took up in my day, you guys, I can't even explain. It's hard to put into words or to quantify. And on the same token, it's hard to capture how free my mind is now. Because that version of me that was so inundated by these negative thoughts doesn't even feel like the same person because I don't deal with any of those anymore. And that's also what all the women in Live Unrestricted experience that is so special is this freedom of their mental energy and then the ability to focus on what lights them up. And when we see these type of trends like mob wife trends or tomato girl makeup or whatever the heck else it is, there can be two ways to look at it and two ways to engage with it. They can be fun things that are just experiments, you know, trying out a different type of makeup or a new type of nails or putting on a fun coat that makes you feel cool or wearing some cheetah print. And that's great. But they can also be something that leads to a lot of internal distress around the way of which you define yourself and then how you interact with that definition of oneself. To break that down a little more, what I see currently is a very specific drive for women especially to have a certain aesthetic that they are adhering to. And it may actually be subconscious, this desire to adhere to an aesthetic, but it's often there. And I'm also not trying to act like I'm above this and I'm never affected by trends. I totally am. Sometimes I'll find myself watching a video and thinking, oh my gosh, these things are already out. I just... I just got these things and then I think, okay, this is so silly. You know, it doesn't matter what's in or out. So I'm not trying to act as if I am so amazing and I never deal with this stuff, but I just want to discuss it all, you know, with you and, and really dive into this because it's important. And so when we have this drive to define ourselves by an aesthetic, what we start to lose is this connection to our own identity, And we develop our identity by being in tune with ourself, who we are, what makes us happy, what makes us feel confident, what brings us joy. And the things that bring us joy and the things that make us confident, they can shift and they can change, but they should not be deduced from what other people are telling you is enough or a trend or what's cool. Because then you're constantly in the cycle of having to reinvent yourself to feel accepted rather than finding that acceptance from within yourself. And I know that this can feel kind of out there, right? I'm going pretty big picture with something that can just be kind of fun and silly. But I, I feel like it affects us a lot more than we may want to let on to or made it more than we may know 
Because constantly having to cycle new things in and out of your wardrobe when they're in or out of trend, constantly feeling like you need to change your makeup or change your hair or change what words you say or how you look or all of those things, it is exhausting and it takes a lot of your mental energy. And the same is true for those other trends that we just talked about. The legging legs, the miley arms, the numerous other obsessions that people try to instill in women about their bodies and how they look. And I'm tired of it for for you and for me and for everyone because it's just not a good use of the limited energy and time that we have on this earth to feel as if we cannot be accepted unless we are fitting a trend. And I want to make it very, 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 very clear. I am not saying that spending time doing your makeup or wearing fun clothes or doing a Pinterest trend that you saw. I don't know why I said Pinterest trend. Or anything like that is a waste of time or energy. I do not believe that at all. I actually believe that finding your style and expressing yourself in whatever way feels fun to you, including hair, makeup, nails, clothes, anything else, is freaking awesome. I love it. I love seeing people's unique fashion and unique makeup I mean, I do sometimes get a little jealous because I wish I could do my makeup like they do. I wish I had the fashion sense that they do. But I think the jealousy that I'm expressing is really more of just me exaggerating and being complimentary to people that have this skill set and less of an actual true jealousy because I feel like the whole message that I'm trying to send is that we really are all so unique and yet so similar. But what makes us so amazing, especially I believe women, because I think a women women are as women. Okay, that sentence didn't work well. What I was trying to say is especially I believe this for women, that we are so freaking cool. And what I love to see is just the ways that we all exemplify who we are. And That shouldn't have to be defined by a certain look or a certain aesthetic or a certain arm size or a certain leg size. It should just be defined by whatever you want it to be. And I also need to make it known that I am not against being basic. I have my Stanley cup over here. I love wearing my little mini Uggs. I have Sambas. I have so many things that are considered basic. I love taking recs from my gals online. I love saving what other people share. I love it all. But what I do not love is when women are forced into these certain boxes with how they are supposed to look or what they can and cannot wear. And then when people, whoever it be, judge us for either fitting or not fitting into that box. Now, with this conversation and discussion, I recognize that I am just 
one person talking into a microphone. And I really believe that the best conversations like this when we're talking more societally or generating ideas happen amongst multiple people, not just one, because it allows for more discussion and conversation. And I just want to say, I don't feel as if I am someone that knows everything or knows the perfect way to put these things together. And I really have the utmost respect for all people, whatever their choices are. And at the same time, I think bringing light to the fact that these things that we're seeing online are not normal and not fair is a part of what I think my my purpose is because I want less women and anybody at that rate, but especially women because these trends were specifically targeting women, to not feel caught in the grips of ridiculous, arbitrary, diet culture types of rules that ultimately don't say anything about them or their beauty or their success or who they are. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and this topic. If you feel like there's things that I missed, if there's things that you want to talk through, I am here to do all of that. I so appreciate you being here and listening. And if you do feel so called to and want to give a rating or a review, that would mean the world, but so does you just being here. And since I mentioned it a few times, my program, Live Unrestricted, actually recently got a huge revamp. And I am so excited about it. It is so much support and really designed specifically to create the positive relationship with food, body image, and exercise that you wish you had learned when you were growing up and that you want to see in society and creating that acceptance within yourself and that freedom to do what feels right for you in all of these areas. And I just, I can't wait to start the first round of it here in the next couple of weeks. So If that feels like it's calling to you, you can click the link below. The website in that page got a huge revamp as well. And you can check all of that out. And the process to moving forward with chatting more about the program is really simple. It's detailed on there, but you can also send me any questions that you have about it. I don't think there's anything left. Whoa. (laughs) I don't think there's anything left to say for this episode. So for now, I will bid you adieu. Is that how you say that? Probably not. I'm going to get roasted because I probably said that horribly, but I will say goodbye and hopefully I will see you here again on the next episode. Bye you guys.